Welcome to the Keeping It Israel podcast with Jeff Futers, where Jeff and his guests talk everything Israel as it relates to Christian faith and the church. If you are a Christian and you stand with Israel, you will be encouraged and challenged by this podcast. And if you're not so sure about the whole Israel thing, you need to learn how your faith connects with Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's Jeff with today's guest. Hi, my name is Jeff and I'll be your host today. I'm also the executive director of First Century Foundations. My guest today is Reverend Bill Prankard. Bill is an evangelist, has been for many years head of the Bill Prankard Evangelistic Association until just recently when he uh, handed direction and control over to Steve Carlton. But uh, Bill has a wealth of experience, both in ministry, but also uh, in traveling to Israel and being involved in supporting ministry in Israel as well. And so I want you to listen to our conversation together and I hope you glean some uh, really important thoughts from this podcast. Welcome to the Keeping in Israel podcast. And uh, my guest today is Bill Prankard. And I won't say too much about you, Bill, because, uh, well, there's just so much to say, but tell us a little (laughs) bit about who you are, first of all. Well, you know what? I'm I'm a person who just fell in love with Jesus a long time ago, fell in love with Canada. I'm, you know, I'm a Canadian born, raised here, and um, and really believe that God is going to do something great in our nation. I've given my life to that. Um, but um, I'm an evangelist, um, just, just shy of 50 years full-time evangelism, so I'm getting the hang of it. Um, uh, and people ask me what I do. I say, well, I travel and speak. However, I'm not traveling and I'm not speaking right now, but <laughs> that's what, <laughs> that's that's the plan. And uh, uh, so I've been doing that, married to an amazing lady, uh, 56 years this year, four kids, 12 grandchildren, uh, 10 great-grandchildren. Okay. Um, the army is growing, just loving it, Look, great family. And and so that's that's who we have. We lived in Ottawa. Um, most of our ministry headquartered here. Um, love this city and love this country, and I love Israel. That's who I am. <laughs> okay, so you love Israel. Now we, uh, your ministry has been mostly as an evangelist. You started out in the pastorate, right? Yes. Yeah, we did. I think about first six years we were pastoring small churches, and then uh, ended up pastoring the Ottawa Valley in Beechburg and uh, went with a group of people on a bus to Pittsburgh to a Catherine Kuhlman service, not realizing that that would change everything forever. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a real encounter with Holy Spirit there. And obviously I received impartation, even though I didn't understand all that at the time. Uh, Gwen and I were 27 at the time. So which we think looking back, that's very, very young. And, uh, um, Coming back on the bus, people got healed just without me doing anything. And then back in Beechburg, um, um, the word got out about the bus trip. So people came and uh, miracles broke out. And and um, that launched us into, you know, evangelism because the village couldn't handle what was happening. And we saw a real revival there in the Ottawa Valley and then ended up moving into Ottawa to accommodate the crowds and what God was doing. It was in the 1972, so in the charismatic revival renewal, and we had the privilege of riding the wave of that. And you know, the full gospel businessmen in those days were having the big conventions all over the country, and so I had the privilege of speaking most of them, mm-hmm. and uh, teaming up with you know the who's who from the United States and other parts of the world who were the charismatic leaders at the time. Most of them became very dear friends that we. Um, um, you know, walked together and and, uh, and just saw that. But God gave me a vision during those days of Canada and revival. And I knew, I knew that's what God wanted to do. And I knew that I'd give my life uh, for it. And I have, and I am. And, and out of that, of course, if you're going to believe for Canada, you have to do more than go to sea to sea. You have to go from the river to the ends of the earth, which is the Arctic. And we started doing that uh, back in the 1970s. And uh, been one of the greatest decisions of my life. I fell in love with the people there. So we've helped build churches, train leaders. And uh, now Stephen Carlton, who leads our ministry, 
does such a great job is leading Arctic Hope, which is really to see suicide stop and raise up young adults to um, uh, have encounters with God and uh, change their community. And it's happening. It's phenomenal what's happening. And for the first time that I can remember in history, the suicide rates have been going down in Nunavut uh, amongst young people, which is, is phenomenal. So uh, we're great, and I believe we're closer now to seeing seeing the vision fulfilled than ever. So I'm planning on sticking around and being part of it. Praise God. Well, that's important work up in the north, and uh, uh, met Steve. You introduced Steve to me a few years back, yeah. and uh, just a great, great young man. I think uh, the leadership is in good hands. You know, you He's amazing. About- He's amazing. And I should say people need to pray for him. They have three beautiful little girls and they just gave birth to twin little girls. So they have five little girls. And so, um, Stephen, um, (laughs) he'd like to travel a bit right now. (laughs) He's home. (laughs) But yeah, they're amazing. And we love them and they're doing such a great job. And I think, you know, um, at our our stage and age, uh, if, if we believe what we're doing is important, we need to see it, you know, entrusted to the next generation. Amen. And and Stephen and Becky worked with us and walked with us for years prior to this. We did it slowly. Our partners have embraced them, loved them, and um, just phenomenal people. And and so and and they've kept me on to be the evangelist still. So hey, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's it's good. We've uh, you know watched with interest your transition. I think it's been a, a really positive and a healthy one. And uh, you know, I listened to your heart for Canada. Our founder Clyde Williamson uh, has a heart for Canada as well. As in spite of uh, you know the ministry that he's been involved in in Israel for so many years, his uh, his real passion these days is is Canada and revival. And uh, so. It's, uh, well, Clive, Clive was Clive was uh, in Bible school with us. Well, we go way, way back, and and you would know, but most people wouldn't. I mean, he's a phenomenal guy, and uh, as you say, for Heart for Canada and whatnot. And when David Maines was launching 100 Huntley Street, uh, my recollection is, because we were quite involved in those days, was Clyde was the first person he hired, and um, he didn't hire producers, directors, technical people, hired him to do the prayer center, and because he said, without prayer, uh, this this nationwide um, ministry is not going to happen, and so yeah, I, we hats off to the man, he, he's, he's been so consistent for so long, and we, we just love the guy. Yeah, well, praise God, we, we do too. And uh, we're looking for a time when we can gather and do the, do the proper honoring of, uh, of Clyde and Marion and, and uh, kind of that, that public handoff. But anyway, I mentioned that uh, you introduced Steve to me. You know, we have, we have a mutual connection in Chris Atkins. Chris did uh, a lot of the uh, video, I think, worked with you guys uh, for many years. And yes. uh, when I took over First Century Foundations, of course, he had worked with my predecessor. And so he and I traveled to Israel and began to uh, shoot our, our TV show over there. And um, one day when we were there together, uh, you were also in town. And yeah. uh, I got invited along to a, a dinner with you and uh, with Steve and with Greg Ball from, from Naples. And it was a, a wonderful time. And uh, I'm not sure. I think you might have even paid. I think that was that was the highlight of the night, really. Right? You remember that? Well, ho- hopefully I did. Yes, hopefully I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it was the fellowship. Was I, I hope somebody paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's important. So, so we met in Israel, and and uh, one of the questions I had here to ask you was, you know, when in your ministry, did you feel, uh, start feeling it was important to uh, to visit Israel, to be a part of that? that that's a great question. And uh, and by the way, it was, it was such a delight to really get to know you because we, we knew your dad, of course, dad and mom, uh, way, way back and just outstanding people. Um, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought much about Israel, honestly, you know, growing up in that. And uh, uh, Gwen and I both said the same, that we never even dreamed that we could actually go there. I mean, that was just in the world that we lived in and, uh, and the financial state that we grew up in. It was just never, you know, 
we never thought that'd be an option. And when the ministry um, launched in 1972, we um, fairly quickly ended up um, on television. Uh, and that's that was a series of things. But we were producing our, our weekly show out of Ottawa, out of the CTV station. And um, we had hired a, um, a gentleman uh, who had worked with Rex Humbard. This is really dating me way back. And and had headed up his Canadian office. And and Sam Sherrard was hired to be our agent to book the time. So we we ended up television right across the country. And uh, I was preaching in Toronto at the old Evangel Temple. And you know it, that was an ongoing revival thing there. And he said, I've got a friend coming to see this tonight, wants to meet you. And his name was Wayne Campbell. And Wayne was out in Niagara Falls. He had a travel agency. Well, Wayne came up with this thing. He wanted to me to take a trip to Israel. And he saw the real potential with the numbers of people that were coming to the meetings and being touched. They want to go. And he presented it as a business operation, that this would be a way for the ministry to make money in that, which, which I, Wayne and I became very close friends for years, and we worked with him for years. But that time I found that really unsavoring i said no if we're going to take people to israel and i like the idea uh i said um, we're not going to do it as a business we're going to do it as a ministry mm -hmm. so um i made the decision whatever he charged us we would charge the people we wouldn't make a penny and, uh, and we had no idea what we were doing jeff so the first tour we did was, I think it was an eight-day tour to Israel, which we're in in those days, because the days in those days were much longer than they are now. Of course. Or yes. some, uh, some, of course, yeah. yeah. And um, so Wayne charged us $595. That included wow. airfare, hotels, guides, meals, everything. And so we charged people $595. Um, we had, I think it was 86 people signed up. And again, we had no idea what we were doing, but uh, we then we had to take several staff people to to take care of it, which we had to pay for. And um, so we we made lots of friends and lost quite a bit of money on the first trip. But um, <laughs> when we when we got to Israel, my life changed honestly. When we got to Jerusalem, I can't explain that. I think you'll understand it. People that have never been cannot understand it you know right. people say well i don't have the thing but it's, when i got to jerusalem i felt like i'd come home yeah and it, it like it looks nothing like home it sounds nothing like home it smells nothing like home. i felt it was home and oh my goodness to walk where jesus was walking and you know as you know there are lots of places it could have been here it could have been there could have, but there are certain places you know he was right here you are standing you know, the steps outside Caiaphas' high priest's house. You know he went up and down those steps. And in those days, you could, you could walk right on those steps. And, uh, um, and, and when we left Jerusalem to head home, I said to Gwen, my wife, I'm homesick. I'm homesick. And, and honestly, I thought, well, you know, it's like going anywhere else. You go there once, and then where do we go next? And I said, I'm homesick. I really felt that. And she said, well, you're going to have to come back. Well, uh, that was 1973, 74, probably. And I've been there, I think, 48 times now. So I have gone back several yeah. times. Yeah, I have gone back. But um, I fell in love. I fell in love with it. There is no place on earth like Israel. I mean, it's such a small piece of property, but it's got such diversity. The first time Stephen came with me, we, I took him several years ago, and we landed in Tel Aviv, and we're driving into, towards Jerusalem. And uh, he said, I can't believe how flat it is here. Well, it is there because it's on the coast. Well, I said, just wait. You've got the mountains. You've got the desert. You've got, yeah. I mean, you've got everything. It, it's just, um, I mean, you know, you, you go up. Uh, by Caesarea Philippi, and you can see snow up on the mountain. <laughs> and I mean, it's you, you've got absolutely everything. But, but it's it's our that's our roots. Yeah, it's our roots. It's where we come from. It's where we are. And and every rock, every stone seems to scream out an answer. And everywhere they dig, they find something. I mean, it, it's it's just every time you go back, 
They're excited about a new discovery, a new, and all of it confirming the Bible, confirming the stories in the Bible, and confirming the life of Jesus. So um, that's a long answer, but I, I, I totally fell in love, and I have to keep going back. And last year was the first year, uh, I guess, since the early 70s that I haven't been back. And it was just a series of things because I thought, well, I'll go back ne- this year. And of course, this year happened. If I'd known this was going to happen, I guess if all of us had known this, we would have done a lot of things different last yes, year. Yes, we would. Yeah, because we certainly had plans to go. And I, I was to be there this past June uh, for um, the Jerusalem prayer breakfast again and then going to spend some time. And the last few years, I mean, we took tours, you know, for years. We took two a year, fall and, and spring. And um, just loved it. Loved taking Canadians over there and letting them experience it and uh, yeah. experience him in the land. I mean, it's not as like, you can go anywhere else and you can just you sightsee. You don't sightsee there. You experience God mm-hmm. in the land. And this is his land. I mean, he loves that land. And, and it's, it's, it's phenomenal. So, um, you know, the largest group we took was 150. Um, and, um, uh, we said we'd never do that again because we, you know, when we go with people, we try to, you know, be with everybody and trying to keep three buses together. Um, and then we thought, okay, our group thing is over. We're not going to do it. But two years ago, we took another tour, um, with, um, Greg Ball and took a hundred people over and two buses. That's, that's pretty manageable. But, uh, most of the time we try to keep it to one bus full. Yeah. So we could really get to know and minister to people in that. And, and so over the years, you know, we've had the opportunity of taking a lot of people and having them experience and almost entirely people go, want to go back. They feel they have to go back and many do go back. And uh, right. cause you, you, you get it. It's addictive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I certainly love it. And, and my experience was much like your experience. My first time I uh, wasn't really sure about, you know, why I needed to go and, and yep. all of that, but uh, went with my dad and and felt that same feeling. I felt I felt yeah. the, the home being at home feeling, and, and, and you, the only way to explain that, Jeff, is it's a spiritual thing. Exactly, it's 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 the atmosphere. You can't. It doesn't make any sense, really, because you're all the time. I'm rationalizing or trying to like why why, but it it just you are, you yeah. are because because if it's, if this is his land then it's our land because he's in us and uh, something but you know the last few trips um the last i think seven times now i've gone without a group just pick one or two three well yeah i think once it was one but normally two or three others and we take i take them we rent a vehicle and we just we just travel and we hike we we climb we mm-hmm. you know I, and um, I, I absolutely love it. Just taking the time to worship there and just breathing in the air. I feel life. I come back so revived and renewed every yeah. time, every right. time. So, it, yeah, I, I'm sold on Israel. I love Israel. And, and I think, you know, the, um, the, the, there's a spiritual thing to that is here. Uh, the fact is that, uh, you know, I was going to up to the Western Wall to pray, the Wailing Wall, as many call it. And uh, um, an older Jewish man came right in front of me and just kind of blocked me. And he just ran in my face, are you Jewish? Are you a Jew? And I said, no, sir, I- I'm a Christian. Why are you here? And I said, well, um, I'm here because I'm pretty selfish. Really? I said, yes. I said, because... Our scriptures tell us, and your scriptures tell us, that if we bless Israel, I will be blessed. If I bless the people, the Jewish people, I will be blessed. And I said, I'm really selfish. I want to be blessed. I like being blessed. So I said, I come here praying. I come right to the spot to pray that God will bless Israel and bless his people. And I said, and I look for opportunities that I can bless the people. And, and we do. We, we, our ministry supports a number of ministries that are doing great things in Israel. And the man, he just, he just embraced me. He embraced me. And he wow. has took my arm and escorted me right up to the wall. And he was Orthodox and I'm a Christian, but um, it's, it's absolutely true. I mean, 
you know, yeah. it's one of those scriptures, Jeff, that you don't have to say, well, I, I wonder how you'd interpret that. <laughs> I mean, exactly. it, 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 you know, there, there's no discussion. If, I mean, it, it's simple. If you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. And, and, and for a nation, you know, I, to me, we had such blessing in our nation under our previous government because we had a prime minister that was obsessed with blessing Israel. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just was, you know, I, I, I remember uh, after one visit, I, I saw Jason Kenney, who was a cabinet minister at the time uh, at a restaurant, he came in and so we were chatting and uh, I said, Jason, I just got back from Israel and I gotta know, I, people, you know, say where you're from or whatever. The moment I say I'm from Canada, young and old, almost stand at attention and say, we love Stephen Harper. <laughs> and exactly. and, uh, and uh, he, he said, he said, when's the last time anybody in Israel knew the first name of a Canadian minister? But I have a friend who was in Mr. Harper's government who went on one of the trips that he took to Israel. He said, I mean, it was pretty neat. They basically closed down the nation for them and just highways for them. And when he went and uh, because they understand the importance, but but the blessing comes, the blessing comes when when we bless Israel, and and um, it's, that's it's not really a political thing; it's a spiritual thing. Yeah. If sure. if if our nation wants to be blessed, we need to be blessing Israel, and our nation isn't right now. That's the mm-hmm. bottom line. It's not, and yeah. uh, we need yeah. to. We yeah. need to. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you did many tours over the years. Uh, I've been taking tours since about 2006. We're trying to continue to do tours. Maybe we, we should do one together. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun. And uh, who knows? Once we can travel again, we can chat about that, perhaps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll be going back. I'll tell you that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and I'm, if we don't do a tour together, we'll meet and I'll buy a dinner again. <laughs> I'm I'm always open to that. No. Uh, and by the way, we don't have to be in Jerusalem for that to happen. I, you know, um, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You, you take a free meal anywhere, to anywhere, anytime, right? I really would. I am no respecter of uh, free meals. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, um, what, you know, you talk about the experience, you talk about, about, um, feeling at home. You talked about the, the blessing that we get yeah. because we bless Israel. If you were speaking to a group of Christians who, you know, don't understand the connection that we have to Israel, the way that you and I understand it, what would you say to them? What, why would, what would you tell them would be the reason that they should make a connection with Israel, that they should go to Israel? Well, that's a great question, Jeff. And, um, you know, I really get concerned when I meet pastors leaders and a lot of younger pastors particularly who don't get it they don't get it and you mentioned israel they're you know they they just go by media reports they think it's political we don't get involved in that stuff Um, i'm concerned about any church or ministry that is not involved in supporting israel uh because of the blessing i i mean you know i had the opportunity a few years ago being down in san antonio with john hagee and and just hearing his personal thing as he shared with me that their ministry exploded when he started trying to invest in israel and bless israel and you know that you know there's history there good history but um it, it it's for you like Coming back to, you know, the political thing, um, uh, Joe Clark, who was a prime minister for a very short period of time, um, I talked to him after that and uh, had the opportunity on a few occasions to to meet with him and talk with him. And I said, you may not ever believe this, but I believe you would have continued to be prime minister if you had done things different. You, you're too young to remember, I'm probably, but when he ran for office during the election, when he ran for, you know, the, the elections. I remember and, and Joe be, Who. Yeah, Joe Who, yeah. Yes, when did. he ran to be prime minister, he, he campaigned on the fact that he would, he would bless Israel, that he would move the embassy to, Jeru- to Jerusalem, and that was a big part. He got the Jewish vote, and, and he won. And um, immediately... The pressure from the Arab nations and the threats 
made them pull back and they totally broke their promise mm. and, and broke their promise to Israel. But I believe broke a covenant that is more serious that they made that God heard and with God. And, uh, um, and he was, he was quickly removed from office. I mean, you know, things turned and they, he wasn't prime minister anymore. And I told him, I, I said, and he, you know, he didn't really say anything. He just looked at me and whether he ever believes that or not, doesn't matter. I believe it. And I believe that the same with the church. I believe the same with ministries that um, I know for us, um, my goodness, if we're looking for soil to sow in, let's sow in Israel. And, and, you know, there's, as you know, there's so many ministries now in Israel and doing things in Israel. Um, so you need to, it's the same as anything else. You need to be careful where you sow. You find out who are these people, get to know them. And um, uh, I, I'm a part of the advisory board on uh, Avi Masraki's um, ministry in Tel Aviv, who right. I, I love what they're doing. During the pandemic, they're distributing food uh, to the poor and doing yeah. all kinds of amazing things, you know. And uh, uh, they got the prayer tower going that people can come and pray over Tel Aviv that needs God. And, and uh, you know, we're involved in the Aliyah Return Center up by Galilee. I love that, helping Jewish people come back to Israel as they are and, and all of that and then some other ministries. But um, uh, so, so. And because there is, as you know, there's a principle. If you give, it's going to be given. If you bless, it's going to be blessed. If you, but um, uh, sowing in Israel is just the best. And uh, uh, it's nothing to do with politics. Um, right. it, it, it has to, there's a principle here that God promised. God promised he'd bless. And uh, it's like anything else that God puts his word on. I mean, put him to the test. Try it. But um, I think, you know, a lot of ministries struggle because they, they don't get it. And, and so, you know, we would encourage every pastor, every ministry leader to go to Israel and not just on a you know, fact-finding trip, but go there and with a group that you can worship and experience God and, and, and what you find. And, and pastors, of course, they can take groups. Like we took one when we had no idea what we were doing, mm-hmm. you know. And, and as you know, they're so set up. The guides, to be a guide in Israel. You have to be very knowledgeable, I mean, to qualify in, in all of the, you know, the history, not only just their history, but the Bible history. They have to know the scriptures, Old and New right. Testament. And so, and they do all the arrangements. I mean, they, the driver drives and the guide guides, and then, then the pastor, all he has to do is the spiritual part and just minister to people and have, have, have some times of worship at different places and um, uh, but it cha- it's life changing to go to Israel changes your life and to to be involved and connected with Israel um, changes your life and you know and some people say I don't even know how to bless Israel well the moment the moment you traveled Israel you're blessing them I mean mm-hmm. you're putting you're putting money into the economy and and uh, we were talking before this podcast that uh, uh, it's so I mean, it's crippling all over the world economically, but, but tourism is one of the top industries for the nation, if not the top. And for them to not have tourists for all of this, these, almost all of this year, um, I can't even imagine. And, um, so, and, and, and at the same time, a uh, record number of Jews are returning to Israel, which, uh, which are, you know, that costs the government a lot of money. And at the same time, the the neighbors, neighboring nations are threatening and doing stuff more than ever. And so the majority of their budget goes towards military and all that. And uh, and my advice to any nation in the world, if you're going to go to war, I wouldn't pick a war against Israel because yeah, you're, you're not going to you're not going to win. I mean, yeah. you, they, they, they've got help. <laughs> they've, they've got help. Avi in Tel Aviv said, you know. We don't mind going to war once in a while. We always get more land <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> and it usually, do, usually doesn't take too long. But um, uh, no, I think it's really important, Jeff, for we as Canada, Canadians, to pray for the peace of uh, Jerusalem, pray for Israel, and, and to get involved, and, and really to, for pastors to get involved and uh, to understand. I mean, just read the Bible. And understand this has nothing to do with supporting a government or politics, um, but it's to do with 
supporting something that's so close to the heart of God. Yeah. I mean, God, God loves the church. God loves Israel. God loves us. So let's get together here. You said so many great things there. And um, I'll just take a minute to, uh, you know, a little commercial, but uh, you know, first century foundations as a, as a ministry here in Canada, we have, uh, you know, done the hard work of building relationships and vetting ministries yes. in the land of Israel. There are so many, uh, so many to choose from. And I think when people support and bless Israel, they want to make sure that the money they yeah. give is, is going toward uh, the ministry there. And so, yeah, we encourage people to connect through us. We'll, we'll help them to connect with one of over 70 ministries that I visit personally every year, with the exception maybe of 2020. Uh, it's been hard to get over and travel, obviously, but um, we did our visits by Zoom this uh, this spring and connected with uh, all of those ministries that we're doing projects with. And so, um, so yeah, just encourage people that way. But also, you know, you talk about how important it is to sort of travel and support prayer is one of those things that um, that we are advocating for people here in North America to to do to pray for not just that general sort of peace of Jerusalem, but to pray specifically for ministries and ministry leaders who are um, who are involved in the work there in the land of Israel, and we get regular updates from them. We get fresh prayer requests every couple of weeks, and uh, we put those out for people to pray every day. And we just encourage people to connect that way. And so, um, yeah. Well, I if I can say, Jeff, I, yeah, I hardly agree with that because, um, you know, I've, I've heard of people just going on their own to Israel or just sending money to whoever in Israel. And she say, you've done the hard work and you've checked them out and you know you have a relationship with them. So really encourage people to support your ministry as you are funneling it to others. And uh, it's an easy way for Canadians to start blessing Israel. You got to start somewhere. And, and, you know, some people say, well, I don't have that much. Well, as you, every bit counts. And if, if they could do anything each month to support your ministry, and then it goes out, it's multiplied. So really encourage that. And, and hats off to you for, for building the relationships. And, and, you know, the fact that you say there's over 70 now, Seven zero. I mean, because uh, it wasn't like that back in the early 70s. I mean, no. there weren't many believers in the land, you know, as far as um, uh, Messianic believers or Christians. And now it's phenomenal. And um, what God's doing something, you know, somebody said, you know, well, I believe God's getting ready to do something. I said, oh, no, no, no. God is doing something. Yeah. And, and Jesus said, you know, if you want to know what time it is, look at Israel. Well, um, that goes from all points. I mean, you look at what's happening. I mean, Russia is right there. I mean, come on. When I came into the church in the 1960s and I heard these prophetic teachers, these prophecy teachers, talking about the bear coming down, Russia's going, no, that could never happen. Well, they're there. Yeah. They're there in Syria and they're threatening and, and all of this. And now China is getting involved. And I mean, this it's all crazy and realizing that he is the real Messiah. So, so God bless you and your ministry. And we encourage people to lock in with you. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, just one little story. I know that I'm interviewing and you're supposed to be telling the story, but, but uh, small, smaller kind of medium sized church in the Ottawa Valley. Um, I got connected with them a couple of years ago and, and they had really never done much in this, in this area. We went and we did some teaching and connected with them. And they felt really in their hearts that they wanted to do something uh, to bless Israel. Yeah. And so they asked us, what are, what are two ministries that we can, that we can help in the land? And, and I connected them with a couple of ministries. We started to have them correspond back and forth and they began to support. And uh, about two years later, I went back to speak and the pastor took me out for lunch and and took me aside and he said, you know, a couple of years ago when we had you in, uh, we were struggling to meet our budget. We, we were having a, a rough time. At the end of every month, we were always dipping a little bit into the, a little bit into the you know, overdraft or, or into, our, yeah. into our savings. And he said, he yeah. said I felt so strongly to support uh, something to do with Israel. And he said, I just want you to know 
he said, I haven't really said too much to the board or to anybody else, but I want you to, I want you to know that when we started to make this commitment to support Israel out of our, out of our funds, um, I noticed that every single month we had enough. <laughs> wow. He said, not only did we have enough, he said, I've been watching. And over that period of, of 18 to 24 months, we've actually seen just a slight increase. We've always had a little bit more than enough and then a little bit more than enough. And, you know, that, that church, not a big church, yeah. started uh, by sending $5,000 to Israel that first year. Wow. Wow. Last year, they gave us over $23,000 to help ministries in the land of Israel. And God is blessing them. And it's just one illustration of what happens when we, you know, are obedient to the scripture and, you know, and, and we bless Israel. So you're not, you're not wrong when you say that uh, when we bless, we'll, we'll be blessed. It's not always the reason we should do it, you know, but uh, it's, a principle that works. I, I love that with the program. Yeah, you get with the program, find out what God loves and what God's blessing and, and join in with it. And that, that's a great testimony. And, yeah. and I believe there are many testimonies like that, but there needs to be many more. And we believe there will be. Well, I'm, I'm a little bit sad. We had, we had lined up uh, 30 students from master's college and seminary uh, to go on a tour to Israel in August. Wow. We had set it up. Um, we were supporting, or we were, we were, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Subsidizing it heavily so that students could go. And uh, we had set up uh, important meetings with ministries there, with some uh, government officials, some yeah. different things. And we've had to cancel the tour. And so, uh, you know, pray with us that, that we'll be able to have this impact because my heart from the very beginning uh, when I took over at First Century was we need to reach uh, not just pastors, but but pastoral candidates before they become pastors so that God can spark this vision in their hearts as, as you know, Bible college students and their ministries will be impacted then, you know, forever. And uh, yeah. we really believe that that's uh, one way that uh, God has called us to uh, sort of get the get the word out and reach the younger generation. And so. Well, Jeff, I love that because I, I've said ever since I got connected with Israel, it should be part of every Bible college, Bible school curriculum. Mm -hmm. I mean, because, you know, a lot of them add so much in for a missions trip or whatever. Uh, Israel should be mandatory uh, to get go there and get involved maybe for a month you know, volunteering there or something and seeing the land. Because um, the tragedy is that many of the pastors, we've had many ministers come with us. Most of them are retired. It's been a dream mm. to go. You know, we had one man, he was in his 90s. He preached the gospel all his life. He's retired. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's in the twilight days of his life. And right. he goes to Israel. It's been his dream. And he loved it. But I thought, oh, man. Your ministry would have taken on such a different approach if you'd been there when you were young. Because, mm -hmm. Jeff, you know, like whether you're preaching or whether you're sitting in a service and somebody mentions a place, you you get it. Or if it, you just read, Jesus went from Jericho up to Jerusalem. I mean, you visualize it in the hills and the trip and all of this. And it, it just, it changed, it makes... Well, you know, the people say people say the Bible comes to life. Well, it really does, yeah. and so I, I love I love that idea of uh, of taking you know ministry students. That's yeah. the time they need to to learn and, and and to get it. So God bless you. Well, we uh, we had it all set. Every they were they were paid ahead and it was ready to go. But uh, we believe there's a reason that uh, it's happened this way, and we hope that we can reengage reengage them next year. But um, we, you know, the Bible College had agreed to make it a uh, course for credit. It was an elective. It wasn't mandatory, but, but an yeah. elective for anybody yeah. that wanted to. Wonderful. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're working with masters and hoping that other schools will come on board. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the thing. That, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. why don't we say next year in Jerusalem, eh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I've taken a lot of your time, but last question, um, and this is a loaded one, 
But, you know, what do you believe are God's purposes for Israel in the future? And how can, how can we as North American Christians partner in those plans and purposes that God has for the, for the Jewish people? Well, long term, I mean, God's plan is that Jesus is going to return and set up his throne there. Mm-hmm. That's the long term. I mean, his feet are going to touch the Mount of Olives and he's going to enter the, the city through the Golden Gate that's sealed. That's long term. Um, present day, you know, I think God's plan is to bless Israel. And, and you know, you, I've seen, you know, since the 70s, um, the transformation of a country. I mean, because most of the wilderness was just wilderness. Well, now it's farms that they're, I mean, they're, they're so smart. The irrigation systems they develop with very little water. And, you know, you read in the Bible, the, the, you know, the desert is going to be blossoming like a rose. Well, it is. It yeah. is. And, and to see the technology and the developments out of Israel and, and the blessing of God is on Israel. So I believe God's intention is to continue to bless Israel and, and to keep it and preserve it. And, uh, um, and that all of the territory that God gave them in Scripture will be theirs and will be, you know, Israel government and and uh, governed by them and we and it's a place it's the only place in the Middle East where Christians can go and and be free or Muslims I'm saying you know and even people of other uh, lifestyles I mean the, the whole homosexual community if they go to other you know Arab nations I mean they could be killed they they could be killed. They go to Israel. They're protected and they're they've given rights. I mean, Israel is the only democracy in that area, and 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 is doing so well. Mm-hmm. And you look, I look every time I go and I think they have done so amazing with so little, and and with all of the challenges they've got. And the answer is the blessing of God. So I believe it's God's intention to keep blessing, and uh, and that we need to get get hooked up with what god is blessing that that seems like a no-brainer doesn't it <laughs> it does it does but um, but you know as our, our premier said yesterday's it seems like some the cheese has slipped off the cracker with some people and they don't get it but we get it <laughs> uh, well you know the paul talks in romans about about the fact that that all israel will be saved and, yeah. um, you know, I, I talk with lots of people about what that might look like. And, and even, you know, peace in Jerusalem, you know, we, we say, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, the scripture tells us we should do that. And, um, you know, one, what does that look like? I, I think hmm. that, um, well, it doesn't matter what I think, I'm, I'm asking you questions. But, uh, you know, what do you see the peace of Jerusalem uh, looking like in, in these days? Well, you know, it, it's interesting because, of course, many people don't go to Israel because they're afraid. Mm-hmm. They're, they're afraid because they, they, they watch the news and they think, you know, there's bombs going off everywhere and rockets hitting everywhere. And first of all, I think the safest place in the world to be is in Israel. The, the security, the protection is, is phenomenal. But I've been in Israel, in Jerusalem or a Galilee area or whatever, or even Tel Aviv, and you sense such peace. Mm. You know, the, the Jerusalem is a city of peace, and in spite of the fact that it's had probably more wars and more tension and more violence than any other city that I, I've been to, um, there's, a, there's an atmosphere of peace. And I, so I think the peace, again, is, is not necessarily, you know, a peace treaty with other people or nations. I think it's his spirit, you mm-hmm. know, and he is the Prince of Peace. And uh, there's more and more and more people uh, in Israel finding the Prince of Peace. I mean, as you know, there are many Russian um, uh, congregations uh, yeah. because there's so many Russians and Russian-speaking people have immigrated and, uh, um, and they're reaching that segment of the population and others. And so I just believe more and more. And, and Christian television is being broadcast in Israel on basic cable. I'm involved in one of the ministries that, that is broadcasting their Daystar. And uh, um, it's phenomenal. You know, I, I'm there and I'm, 
um, you know, do something maybe live in the evening from their their um, studio overlooking Mount Zion and whatnot in the in Mount of Olives, and then the next day walking in Jerusalem, and Jewish people will come up and say, "We saw you last night. We watched you last night." So they're watching, and and yeah. the, so the gospel is going forth in so many different ways, and then through ministries that are doing humanitarian things, and and I think Jesus is really being seen, and. Um, because when I first went there, what I couldn't get into my head is, why doesn't everybody here believe? I mean, it's here. I mean, the hill, the, you know, and the, the tomb and the everything is here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and our guide said, well, a lot of what they've seen here, and this was years ago, is just Christians fighting. It's this place or this place, fighting over this site, it's this site, or, or making businesses out of things. And, that. and I think, well, there's still obviously will always be some of that. I think there's been a lot of changes. And, and the ministries that you're connected with have been raised up to show, show the love of God to people and demonstrate it rather than preaching at them to, to live it. And there's more and more people living it. And so, um, you know, first of all, people need to know it's safe to go. No matter what the news says, it's safe to go. Because, I mean, you're not going to take people if, if it's not safe. And the Israeli government's not going to let people come in. And, um, you know, and we've been in Israel. And if, if there's an area where something's happening, then you just don't go there that day. You know, then the guide's keeping up to that. But but um, I think, you know, there, there is peace right now in Jerusalem. There really mm -hmm. is. And uh, I love sitting in the, in the garden of the um, uh, Christ Church um, yeah. guest house, having a coffee and just so peaceful here. And there's, I believe there's going to be peace in Israel, peace in Jerusalem, and, and that they're all going to know how wonderful the Messiah really is. Amen. Amen. Well, Bill, thank you. Thank you for... Uh, taking some time today to share with us. And uh, I, uh, I'll agree with you that, that we will get back to Israel sometime soon. And, uh, you Man. know, we, we're praying that uh, travel will open up. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to go too soon. I am not yeah. anxious to get the virus just yet. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we want to make sure that we're wise and that we're careful. Yeah. But uh, we certainly, you know, we'll be planning another trip and inviting people to come along with us for all the reasons that, that we discussed. And you, yeah. you know, you, you say that the Prince of Peace really is the difference maker in, in Jerusalem. And I, I yeah. agree with you. I, I think yeah. that when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, what we're praying for is that the Jewish people will, their eyes will be opened and they yeah. will receive Yeshua as their Messiah. Amen. Amen. The more of them that do that, the more peace will come. And, yeah, uh, you know, it may not be political. Uh, when I look at that picture and think about the future, uh, you know, I don't think peace in that sense is coming anytime real soon. Yeah. But uh, it is, it is amazing to know that there are many coming to know Yeshua as Messiah. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you started going in the 70s, might have been what 500 believers in the oh. whole country. Maybe. Yeah, if if that, if, if that, that really, it, um, you know, and the ministries were hard to find. I mean, there were people like Mervyn Merler Watson and Jay and Meridal Rawlings. You know, they were there fifty plus years ago. Right. And uh, but it was, yeah, they're pretty lonely. And then when the Christian Embassy in Jerusalem started, I mean, it was just like pioneering things. And now it's it's great. But you know, the scripture says, "Where do wars come from? They come from an inner war." Yeah. And so where does peace come from? It comes from an inner peace. It's just, yeah. 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 Well, maybe, so maybe 500 in those days today, yeah. conservative numbers, we're hearing that there's anywhere between 25 and 30,000. It's uh, amazing. In, in Yeshua, in the land. And um, it is amazing. It is amazing. And yet, you know, like you, I have lots of people that say to me, uh, why, 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 why are we sending money to Israel? Doesn't, doesn't everybody believe in Jesus there? I mean, it's the whole thing, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually had somebody on, on a tour bus in Israel say that to me one day. And uh, so I explained to them, listen, this, even if there are 30,000, that's like 0.2% yeah. of the entire population. And uh, it's a well, and it's a it's a shock to some people like to go to say places like Tel Aviv, one of the most secular cities in the world, one of the most ungodly. I mean, it mm -hmm. is it's just crazy, 
and young people come from all over the world to party and sin and all of that. And, um, and that's Israel. And that's why, you know, we have to believe for the, all Israel mm-hmm. shall be saved. And yeah. Uh, amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, Jeff, I, shalom, shalom to you and your ministry and your family. And no, listen, um, I love, I love Israel and I love anybody that's doing anything positive for Israel and, and the people there. And you and your ministry are doing so many wonderful things. What you're doing is very important. And so we encourage you. And I'm so delighted that you're, you're doing stuff during this pandemic. And uh, um, this season will come to pass because we've got lots to do afterwards. But we just do say shalom, shalom to you and to your partners. And uh, just pray the blessing of God over you. Thank you, Bill, and shalom to you and to Gwen and to your family you. and, and you. to Steve and his family. Uh, I haven't chatted with him uh, lately, but uh, give him my regards. Tell him that we're praying for him extra hard now that he has five, exactly. uh, five women and in, he's, in the house. He's a lover of Israel, too. He loves yes, it. he is. Yeah, he is. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, blessings. And, God bless uh, you, my friend. You. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Well, thank you for tuning into the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Bill Prankard. I always enjoy chatting with Bill, and he just has such a heart and such a passion for Jesus, but also for Israel, and uh, you can just hear it as he shared with us today. I appreciate so much how that uh, Bill talked about the fact that Israel is a life-changing experience and that every Christian should be involved in trying to go to Israel, be involved in praying for Israel, supporting Israel, and the discoveries that are being made. You know, he pointed out that every week, every year, they're finding something new, and all of those discoveries are confirming the stories of of the Bible. We see it so often, and I wanted to uh, mention that we have our Miraculous Victories of Israel documentary series coming out at the end of August. And this is a great series. You're going to enjoy it. We shot it on location in Israel. We talked to a number of experts. And uh, we're going to talk about why God stands with Israel, why there have been so many miraculous victories, both in the Old Testament and all the way through to the modern era. We have six different one-hour documentaries. You're going to want to get a copy of these. You can check out information about that on MiraculousVictories.com MiraculousVictories.com And I want to challenge you to do that. Bill also mentioned, you know, that a great way to get involved in Blessing Israel is to support ministries in the land of Israel. And you can do that through First Century Foundations. Uh, go to our website, FirstCenturyFoundations.com forward slash donate. And he, he mentioned, you know, monthly doing something. And I think that's Maybe a challenge that I want to just throw out there today. If you would like to help us out monthly, maybe the cost of a cup of coffee a day. Uh, I don't know what you're paying for coffee these days. I pay a couple of bucks. And so if you want to do $30, $40, $50 a month and uh, set that up, we can accommodate you on the website. There's the option for you to do that. We should encourage you to do it. And we would appreciate so much your support of the ministries in the land of Israel. Thanks for tuning in today, and God bless you. Remember, as Christians, we stand with Israel.